Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today we're sitting down with an amazing content creator, Carly Weinstein, and chat all about body positivity, mental health, and how to feel great in your own skin. Check it out. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm sitting down with one of my favorite content creators, Carly Weinstein. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge Diamond fan, so this is Oh, very perfect, because we're going to be looking at some diamonds shortly. <laughs> um... I love to know, I love all of your content, your lifestyle content. I know you touch a lot on body positivity and mental health. And I think those are like such great topics mm -hmm. that are so relevant these days. But tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are now. Because like, I know we chatted and you used to work as a social media manager, manager yeah. started your own company, and now you're a full-time creator. So mm -hmm. what was the journey that took you here? So it actually started like way before I was a social media manager, back when I was 16. And just even like growing up, I was always into like health and fitness. And obviously like body image comes along with that mm -hmm. a lot of the time. I was a gymnast growing up. Wow. Um, I was a competitive gymnast my entire life. And in high school, I actually tore my ACL and I was like, how can I like that was my only passion like mm -hmm. gymnastics was my thing so I'm like what can I do to like find a new passion and be able to still like talk about all the things that I love um and so I created a blog back then it was only really like Ariel Charnas and like the OG like fashion bloggers um and I was like not only do I like love fashion and that stuff but I also want to talk about like my struggles with my body image I want to talk about like what I know about health and wellness and fitness um and so from there I just like learned how to code by myself oh my god how literally like I would watch YouTube videos <laughs> Like, I'm not even kidding. Oh my God, that's amazing. So through trial and error, I just kind of learned. And I did that all through college too. I would just like come home for fashion week and I did whatever I could do basically to insert myself into the industry. Um, and then when I graduated college, I was always just like had this entrepreneurial sense. So then that's when I like was like, okay, I think I can do social media management like as an actual business. I yeah. had one opportunity with a company and I that's when I was like, okay, I, this could be like actually like... I could monetize it. Mm -hmm. um, so I started being a social media manager for multiple different companies. And from there, I started experimenting on TikTok, just thinking like, I need to learn this from my clients. Right. And from there, I started like getting followers on it. And I was like, okay, this could be like the new version of what my blog used to be. Like me just sharing my life and my mental health struggles that I've gone through. And, but not just that, just everything, all aspects right. of me. So that's kind of how it started. And then that's where I'm at now. <laughs> so going back to like when you tore your ACL, that kind of took away like your whole like everything that you did, right? As a gymnast, yeah. did you struggle a lot like mentally going through that like physical kind of injury? Yeah, I think that was the first time that I experienced like depression. Mm -hmm. um, and I always like struggled with anxiety my entire life. It's just like genetic in my family. I have anxiety too. Um, so I was already like, I was experienced in that. And then when I tore my ACL, it took away my ability to be able to move. And like, I used movement so much for like healing my anxiety. Um, and just like my passion for the sport just like really helped my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, so when like, the ability to move all the time and just like my passion was taken away from me it definitely like caused a lot of depression and body image issues really came along with that like my body image issues then were worse than ever mm -hmm. um I hated myself I was very insecure um and I think yeah my tearing my ACL had 
a lot to do with it. So how did you like overcome that like mental health struggle? So I went to like, I did so many different things. At first I was like, oh, if I lose weight, I'll be happier. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like that's how a lot of people start, but then you slowly realize like, it's not about the weight. It's like about what's going on in your brain. So then I was like, okay, I need to like go to therapy and figure this out. And I started telling my therapist about how like I would go through these like binge and restrict cycles with my eating um, because I, I was upset about my body and it kind of just was a cycle of like being upset and then starving myself and then like eating again and going through that entire cycle. So once I told them like what I was going through, I was able like to kind of identify more like how I could get better from it. And then also I read this book called Intuitive Eating. And I've heard so many people talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, Megan Roop was on our podcast oh, and she yeah, like yeah. swears by it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't understand intuitive eating. It literally like it changed my life. And it's like, I feel like nowadays it's become like this weird movement where it almost like is associated with like diet culture again, mm-hmm. because people think that it's different than it is. I don't know. Like it's, it's become different, but basically like what, when I think of intuitive eating, it's like eating when you're hungry, eating your cravings, but also eating for nutrition. So like you have to have that balance of both. Like making sure you're getting like your vegetables in and like your daily nutrients, but then also leaving room for like food for your soul because we all need like that balance of both. But what if your intuition tells you you want pizza every day? So (laughs) I think like that's where the nutrition comes in. It's like making sure, focusing more on what we're adding versus subtracting. That's kind of like for me how it always was. Like adding more vegetables, not being like, you can't have gluten, you can't have dairy, you can't have this, you can't have that. Because someone that's struggling like with disordered eating, like that's their mindset. It's always less, less, less. How can I restrict more? Mm -hmm. So for me, like that was where the switch really happened. And also it was many years. Like, honestly, that was just the start of when I went to college, even like I started experimenting with food again. I had realized I had starved myself for so long or not allowed certain food groups that in college, it was just my time to really like, allow myself to try everything and see like what my palate actually enjoys because sometimes when you say you don't you can't have something it becomes more attractive to you like you can't have chocolate all of a sudden then you're craving chocolate all the time Mm -hmm. so once I told myself I could have everything I wanted all of a sudden I was like oh you know what I actually don't like mac and cheese and I do love big salads Mm -hmm. so it's like it's interesting what you actually find yourself craving when you give yourself the choice I need to read that book. Yeah, no, it's, it's really incredible. I'm like obsessed with the authors of it. Um, and that literally was like what started me and I am not like a big reader, but I was like, I like cruised through that book. (laughs) So those are some things that you originally started blogging about too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was like a lot of the basis of kind of like my blog, but then also just like, I wanted to, I knew that there was no one for me to look to. Like I didn't have anyone online that was like talking about this. Mm -hmm. So I was like my dream, like my focus became like, I want to be a person for someone younger going through that one day. And that became like my life's mission. Like, And that is like totally what you're doing right now. Yeah, that's that's literally like all I wanted in that moment. I was like, I just want to inspire like young girls to like be the best versions of themselves and be confident and be positive. And so literally like from like 16 on I just never stopped I was like I won't stop until like I'm actually impacting people and actually helping people that's amazing so it's so cool how you like took kind of like your hobby and like your side passion and turned that into 
kind of a career because even as a social media manager back then, like that was a very fairly new kind of career path, right? Yeah. So what were the types of things you were doing for your clients and like, how did you find these clients? So it was like a snowball effect kind of. When I graduated college, my the company that my dad was like working for, um, they were looking to hire someone, like a consultant to help them. Like they needed someone really young and fresh that mm-hmm. understood like at the time, like TikTok wasn't even really a thing no, yet, yeah. but it was like Instagram stories and like Instagram. Um, and they were a commercial real estate company. So literally the summer after I graduated, they hired me to just travel around to all their different outlet centers and take content for their social media. So from there, I was able to use that as like my entire pitch to other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started advertising, like being like, look, this is what I did for this company. I can do it for yours. Reach out to me if you need it. And basically since then it was through referrals. Like literally everyone was through referrals. So someone from my sorority reached out. They were working for this luxury travel company. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing socials for the luxury travel company and so on and so forth. Literally, it's like I just kept getting more and more clients. I mean, that's amazing, but isn't it so exhausting to create so much content and and is it exhausting to create content that you're not like passionate about yes but I my thing was like I'm only going to work with companies that that are like female founded because that is something I'm passionate about um and then also just working with companies like maybe in the luxury space or at least something I have an interest in so like I was working with the jewelry company Mm -hmm. I was working with the luxury travel company I'm like I love to travel I lived in Italy like that so everything that I was doing was very like aligned with me and even now like I'm working with like a sleep doctor and it's like kind of far off but I'm like health is so important to me that I can find a way to relate but like you said it did get exhausting which is why once my social media started to pick up I was started losing that drive and that passion to keep going because it's like when I had the time to focus on myself I wanted to focus on myself (laughs) and my own content selfishly but yeah so what kind of inspires you to create honestly, just like whatever is going on in my life. And like, I feel like every like season of life, like every few months, there's just like a different vibe and there's different things that I'm focused on. I have different goals. And like, that's literally just like what inspires me to create. Um, and like, I'm very open about like my friends, my family, my dating life. Like I'm just all about, and it sounds so cliche, but like, I'm just all about being authentic. Like whatever is currently going on in my life, whether it's good or bad, like I'm going to share it Mm -hmm. because I think that's like what gets through to people. So putting yourself out there and being so vulnerable to anybody, like how do you deal with that? Because like inevitably with social media, there's going to be criticism and trolls and haters. My thing is like, as long as I'm like staying authentic to me, I really don't care what other people think because it's like that's all I can do is like be myself and I've had times even where I've gotten away from that like I've almost gotten caught up in numbers and things because that can happen you know when you're in this space it's really easy to get caught up because you're putting your life as like your business yeah exactly so it's like not only do I love doing this but now paying my rent depends on it and so it's there's a lot of pressure there um but once I started just like letting go and being like let me just do what I'm passionate about and feel authentic about then it didn't matter anymore like I wasn't gonna fake it to people so like negative comments don't really affect you so much anymore no and honestly like I grew up like I'm an I was always an easy target so I feel like I was like 
I was born for this. Like, I'm like, it's chill. It's fine. <laughs> like, I'm pretty good to be honest. Like not a lot of people are like that, but yeah. you kind of just have to be built a certain way to be an influencer. And I feel like I just like, am able to block it out. Like, I'm not going to sit on Reddit and go through the threads about me, you know, like I just know I have to protect my peace and I have to know like what's good for me and what's not. And like, what advice would you give to, you know, an, a girl wanting to kind of like pursue her career or like try to make content and put it out there, but is like nervous about like the implications that come along with it? You can't like truthfully. And like, if you're worried, I, I tell this to some of my other friends, it's like, if you're worried about what content you're going to put out there, like maybe it's either not right for you, or then you need to realize that you need to be more careful. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of content creators are like a little bit risky with like what content they put out there. So you either have to just own it or then you need to realize you have to like be a little more careful because people are going to have something to say always. People are going to like target. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just like know what you're getting yourself into basically. Right. Um, And like I'm not out here like making really risky like crazy content in my opinion so I think it's a little easier for me in that way like it's not that like crazy Mm -hmm. but for someone that's like highly opinionated and really like putting themselves out there you just have to be strong because if that's how you want to get followers and that's how you want to build your brand then you just got to like block all the everyone out so now as like a full-time creator do you are you still very selective with the brands that you work with and like take on so in the beginning I actually like wasn't like yeah. I was just hyped because you gotta do what you gotta yeah. do no but I was literally like it's not even like I really needed the money from that because yeah. I had my original job I was just like so hype for brands to be like reaching out to me that I was and I didn't know like but now I'm at the point where I'm very selective with I don't want to say very selective but like I I want to work with brands that like I genuinely use I don't want it to be this like inauthentic like thing where I I tried the product once and then I'm like hey guys you have to try this new whatever like it doesn't feel right to me Mm -hmm. um and so usually like with a brand deal or something like that like I'll just have a brand like send something to me in advance like try out the product like genuinely for a week or two weeks or a month um or have I have a manager now and I'm I just have her reach out to brands that I'm loving and Mm -hmm. like I'm obsessed with and that's really the easier route to do it I'm like I'm wearing, I'm wearing Nike sneakers, reach out to Nike and tell them I'm obsessed with them. Like yeah. that's how I really prefer for things to come through. Well, yeah. Cause then it's like truly authentic, just like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast with your mom? <laughs> yeah. So I have a podcast with my mom called okay, stop whining. Um, and that kind of stemmed from the fact that me and my mom are like best friends, but we also have gone through a lot of similar like mental health struggles and like eating like disordered eating struggles Uh um and we've worked together a lot over the years to kind of like help each other and like we had a toxic relationship kind of around surrounding like food like I had difficulties opening up to her because I felt judgment so those are all things like we cover on the podcast like how we were able to like find better communication and common ground and like just be open with each other Uh so it's really like a lot of like mental health and self-growth like subject um but we talk about everything we talk about relationships friendships any advice that we can really give to like that younger demographic that's still in high school and college that's kind of like where we're aiming to go that's so nice so when did you like kind of get have the idea to do this with your mom and like kind of during the pandemic honestly oh really I was at home like I still had my apartment in the city but I was at home so often like I basically I lived there for like a while um so when I went home we were just like 
we just talk, we talk 24 seven. So it just felt natural to like put a microphone in front of us when we were chatting about things. <laughs> so it was like kind of her idea. She was like, we should do this. And I'm like, I'm on board. Like I didn't know about the podcasting world, yeah. but it seemed like the perfect thing to do. Um, and so we've gotten a lot of like amazing feedback from that. And I know I've seen you have like a sister that you feature on your TikTok a lot. Is she involved in the podcast or? She like refuses to be involved (laughs) in the podcast. We literally beg her. Everyone's like, get Chloe on the podcast. She is very like, first of all, she's shy, which is shocking because she looks very like captivating. Like she has long brown hair and a winged liner. Like she looks like she'd be like so confident and she is, but she's, she's shy. She keeps to herself. She doesn't want to share it all, Mm -hmm. um, which I totally respect. So that's kind of the reason that she hasn't done that, Mm -hmm. but she's a TikToker as well. And she's in college and I want her to enjoy her best college life. So do you find that she's impacted the messages you choose to convey across your platforms? I mean, yeah, I think like she's my little sister. So I talk to my followers as if they're my little sisters. Like literally that's kind of how I treat everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's like that, like mom figure or that just big sister figure. Um, I might, me and my sister are six years apart. That's a big age gap. Oh, wow. So I've always been that with her. Like I've been her second mom basically. Right. Um, so definitely I feel like I always kind of take on that role with people. So naturally. Yeah. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing, and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. How do you best emphasize confidence and body positivity to your followers? I think it's more like in the beginning, it was more positivity and now it's more like neutrality. Mm -hmm. Like I've learned that like not everything in life has to be about your body and your looks. Right. And like you can, you can like show off your looks and feel beautiful and do your makeup and care about fashion. Um, But it doesn't need to take up your entire life and it doesn't need to be something you think about all the time. And Mm -hmm. so many of these young girls that are in those like developing phases, it's all they're thinking about and all they're talking about. And social media is hard because it's all you're looking at too. Um, So just portraying the message of like you don't need to look perfect all the time you also don't need to focus on your looks like you're so much more than your body and what you look like and how much you weigh so that's like how I choose to kind of come across and also I feel like even just showing my body even if it's not on purpose just standing there and being there is like reassurance to people that you don't need to look like a model um to have an impact on someone and and yeah I feel like I mean that takes a lot of like personal growth to feel that way and like ex- like explain it the way you did because even me I struggle with that and I'm yeah. like 31 years old you know yeah, we all do <laughs> for sure and I'm like I don't know how I would be able to feel confident all the time or like not think about it but the thing is like I don't like that's yeah. so not realistic and I don't want anyone to think that I'm just walking around like I am perfect beautiful and I don't <laughs> care um like clearly I care like whatever and I like being on social media as an mm-hmm. influencer, like you care, like you see it. Yeah. Um, but I've just learned to like step back from it a little. Like I have my bad days. I have my good days, but it's just like, it doesn't deeply affect me as much because I don't let it 
Right. Yeah. And do you ever get like in a rut in terms of like inspiration to create content? Do you ever feel like I don't, I just don't want to do this today? Yeah. And to be honest, like this is really sad, but like when I'm my happiest, sometimes it's when I'm like, I just want to like go be with my friends and I don't have anything to like say. And, but then it's when I'm struggling that I'm like, I have so much to say right now. So it's like a little bit of a bittersweet thing because like my struggles do like fuel. I mean, I think that's like something for a lot of creatives to relate to. Um, But my struggles definitely like fuel my ability to create content. Um, I think I feel the same way. It's like, sometimes I just want to like be in the moment and not think about like getting the perfect like, shot or having like a great idea just being like but then you're like oh I feel guilty like not capturing this you know yeah even this summer I was in so many different places in Europe and it was like I need to create content but also like this is once in a lifetime so it's like that balance and I think that you know being mentally strong everyone thinks that being a content creator is like such a luxury and privilege which it totally is Mm -hmm. but I think it does like take a big strain on your mental health because you have to like always be on like the world we live in right now is like every two seconds there's like a new trend or something that you need to do and you can't you have to post like three times a day or whatever to stay relevant yeah for sure and it's exhausting mentally yeah it's exhausting and also I feel like every other day there's like a new thing that's like inappropriate to say so you're constantly on edge about being canceled yeah like literally constantly on edge about like something that did this come out right or did I sound right and you know what like everyone is gonna slip up sometimes yeah I'm gonna slip up I know I will in the future but I think it's like how you come back from that too that like really counts totally yeah so we're gonna play a little diamond game where we're gonna rate these engagement rings from one being your least favorite to 10 being your most favorite um totally your personal preference and why Okay. So we're going to start with this one. This is a 10 carat cushion cut and it's set in platinum with a pave diamond band. Okay. This is gorgeous. I am going to say this would probably be my least favorite already. I can tell. The, <laughs> oh, am I not supposed to do that? Am I not supposed to look at that? I'm going to say, yeah, like this would be like a four or five out of ten what? for me why because i am not like wait what is this shape called it's a cushion cut so it's like okay. a square with rounded corners yeah it's just not me like that shape is i'm so specific about what shape i like but i do love the band so the, four out of ten for the 10 care cushion cut okay okay fine no it's All okay right. it's your opinion but like i'm talking about the shape like i'm yeah, not yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about how many carrots okay like, but i would say for the shape it's just not me okay <laughs> the next one is a five and a half carat marquee set with tapered baguette side stones. Hmm. Okay, I like the side stones. Again, I'm like, the shape isn't, I'm not crazy about the shape. Now I think I like that shape better than this one. Oh, okay. Okay, so maybe that one's like. You're retracting. I'm, yeah, I'm retracting. That one's like a seven for me. I, I like originally thought this was going to be a pair and then I was like. Okay, so I'm going to say this one is like a 6 out of 10 for me. Okay, that's not bad. And then this one is a 5 carat oval set in the pave band. Yeah, this is like a 10 out of 10. (laughs) I mean, this is going to be like your basic, like I know everyone wants this right now, but this and a pear shape for me are like everything to me right now. So like if you put a pear shape in my face I'd be like that's a 10 also 
Do you prefer I, an oval or a pear? Right now, I'm more of a pear because oval became so, so big that I'm like, if I were to get engaged tomorrow, I would want a pear because I don't want to be the same as everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I still think this is classic and beautiful. You'd say yes to this. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I would say yes to any of them. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> if any of these were the so options. So 10 out of 10. Yeah, for sure. 10 out of 10 for that one. Perfect. And if you could like create your ideal ring, would it be a pear shape on a diamond band or? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like a nice big pear shape on, yeah, like a diamond band. Like I love the really, really thin diamond mm-hmm. band. That's like, it can make such it even thinner. Dainty, yeah, no, like literally like as thin as you yeah. can make it. I love that dainty look and just like when the diamond is the center. Totally. Like that's, it's simple and gorgeous. Perfect. Thank you for playing. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So staying on the topic of jewelry, do you have like any special pieces that have like sentimental meaning to you? Actually, um, my like little like huggies that I have, like my grandparents, anything like my family buys for me is sentimental. Mm -hmm. Um, So like my little huggies have like little diamonds on them. My grandparents got those for me for like my 25th birthday. So this past year. Um, I actually recently got this like diamond heart and I'm just like obsessed with it. It's not really sentimental, but I've been wearing it every single day. Um, and then I would say like, actually both my grandparents got me jewelry, like for my bat mitzvah when I was 13. And like, I still, you still have it. I still have it. I still wear it. Um, and when I was like graduate, anything that's like a graduation or like something that has like from a grandparent, that's always like going to be my favorite. I think that well I mean I had bought my bat mitzvah way before yours but Mm -hmm. I like specifically only got like Tiffany like silver like dog tags and I was like you're like I'm over this maybe those are coming back now but I don't know I'm not I don't think I'm busting them out yeah definitely not I I handed those (laughs) down to my sister and she thinks they're like cool and why too yeah so I'm like take them no I saw someone on TikTok (laughs) being like polish up all your old tiffany silver it's back i was like (laughs) my sister has it now can't get it back (laughs) um oh my god that's so funny so what's next for you do you have like any like what are your career goals in the next like five to ten years so i've been doing like some like i would say like motivational speaking for Mm -hmm. like young girls um i have plans to do more of it like coming up so basically like going to high schools and talking to girls about body image that's like where my passion lies really so anytime that i can like actually get to speak to people face to face um i feel like is the best way to like really connect and get through to them um and then eventually like way down the line like i would love to like write a book um but I feel like I'm too young and have way more. You're not too young. But like, but I feel like I want to write a book when I have so much to like say and I've experienced life and I feel like I'm young, like I'm 25. You can write two books. That's true. One about. Right, fine. I'll get on it right now. One about what you've experienced so far in your life (laughs) and then you can be like, oh, this is how far I've come. Yeah, no, that's true. I'll write a sequel. (laughs) Yeah, of course. You have different seasons, right? Yes, But yeah, like being an author is like definitely a dream of mine. I've always loved to write, so. And, you know, what piece of advice would you give to any young girls maybe struggling with their body image or, you know, feeling like insecure or, you know, going through like something similar, like a depression that you kind of struggled with? I would say like the number one thing is like there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Like when you're going through those super dark times, it always feels like there's no end and like you're hopeless. But like, I think the thing that always got me through it was like, I know I will get through this. It's just a matter of when and how. Mm -hmm. So if you just keep focusing on like the positive, as hard as that is, it's easier said than done. But yeah, if you just keep focusing on the positive and knowing that like 
you will get through it and you will get better. I think that like really makes a difference. Yeah. Everything gets better with time, yeah. but it's just about like getting through those tough yeah, times yeah, exactly. and being like mentally strong. And then those tough times make you so much more grateful when things are good. Like yes. I, I like am so much happier now, I feel like, because I went through bad times and I can look back and be like, wow, like what a difference. So yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, where can people like follow you on your creative journey? People can follow me on Instagram um, at Carly underscore Weinstein, on TikTok at Carly Weinstein One. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was such an important conversation. I love learning about all the tips and tricks to navigate the world of social media and feeling good in your own skin. What are some things you guys do to feel good when you're just having an icky day? 